0: Over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House.
1: Nine o'clock, open home hour. We talk about anything and everything you, the Arizona homeowner, want to cover about your home, castle, or cabin. We also bring you news and headlines about housing industry, about building practices, about national hardware shows, new things we've seen, new products on the market, new tools to use, new ways to enhance the things that we are doing. This is our 31st year of Rosie on the House and founder of the radio broadcast. Rosie Romero is not with us today. Uh, if you're new to the broadcast or uh, waiting for an update, back in October... October 17th. Uh, he was in an off-roading accident, and uh, he's in the recovery process from that, and you know, there, everything happens for a reason, and we found another reason for this accident. Uh, the tumor was found that otherwise probably would have gone unnoticed for who knows how long.
2: Yeah, so he, Rosie was in the ICU for a long time, and so he had a lot to recover from that does some real damage. It, it saves you. It also costs you some. So he... Almost all the way through. Actually, all the way through all those things, but the day of the accident, the the um, neurologist pointed out he had. They found a tumor. So, good news is it uh, they. It took an it.
1: accident to expand expand his life another. And a, t-
2: yeah, <laughs> and it's a one in a million. It probably wouldn't have been found till it did some damage. So it's it's been removed this past week, and he's just doing fabulous. He said yesterday it was the best he'd felt since the accident. So, looking forward to having him back and onward and upward. Yeah
1: uh and he is i understand even was awake this morning which is uh he's always been an early bird since the accident he hasn't been but uh he was awake when you left this morning
2: had his little transistor radio on the back porch
1: (laughs) all right (laughs) well get better dad we look forward to having you back on the broadcast absolutely shortly some of the things that uh i've had to take over is i'm the old guy with the paper now in the office dad would always stand there and go through the paper every day and I've, I've been the old guy with the paper, and a couple of things that I've noticed this week, uh, farm belt floods, adds to crop woes, uh, Missouri battles tornadoes, and then I just came in from the newsroom, and the Missouri capital is flooding right now. All of these instances, I don't know how you track, but every time something like that happens, we see an increased population to Arizona.
2: Yeah, from every direction, California has its share, and then now the Midwest is really suffering. The Mississippi River is absolutely swollen and overflowing. It's pretty phenomenal. Too bad we can't just kind of pipeline some of that water this way.
1: And I I still know people that came here from uh, Katrina after it hit 04. Was that 04 or 05? 05. 05, still still here today from, from New Orleans. That just move it. It'd be interesting to see. And track Arizona's population growth as it relayed to natural disasters in other parts of the country.
2: If you missed our 7 o'clock hour, we had Barbara Hatch of the Veterans Heritage Project. And she actually is a transplant from Hawaii because at, after Hugo, they came stateside and landed in Arizona. And she loves it here. So we've, we've gained a lot of good good citizens through that, that process.
1: And it you have to be a good citizen of Arizona. We had the wettest winter we've ever had, which leads to uh, probably one of the what we, what could potentially be one of the biggest fire alert seasons. All that moisture creates growth and brush. And there's a fire burning right now, the Dove Fire, uh, not far from my house. You can actually, see, I've got I got pictures driving home yesterday off the three hundred three and off a of Grand. Uh, which is two reasons I'm not worried about it, because it would take a lot for that fire to jump grand, and then it would have to get south of Patton. Uh, so I, I'm not worried about our house, because we've got those major roads that, that'll be as a fire break. But uh, last I saw, it was only like 15% contained, and 1,000 acres just whoosh, like that since since yesterday afternoon. So be, you've got to be... Careful. A steward.
2: Mindful. Because there's no restrictions this weekend, which Absolutely is, which is kind of amazing to me Because uh, with the fires on the side of the road. But just be careful about throwing cigarettes or whatever out the road and also chains dragging will, will cause sparks.
1: And what do they say um, that's the necessity of invention?
2: What's that word? I can't come remember. On, I was
1: asking you. I was hoping.
2: <laughs> so come. out of
1: fires comes inventions like this, the super soaker. Did you see this? Largest, fastest squirt gun. It is a 747 that was retrofit to dump 19,000 gallons in just six seconds as low as 200 feet above ground level. and only takes 13 minutes to refill, where in the past, other planes would take 30 minutes to refill. It's been deployed in Israel. It's been deployed deployed in Chile. And if you can afford the quarter million a day to hire them and you need a fire put out, Great resource if you have the means.
2: <laughs> it's necessity is the mother. Necessity. Inve- you were Inve- throwing there me. it is.
1: You <laughs> threw me off because the
0: first part was the last part, and I'm like, it came.
2: Wait. I just tell you, I'd never be able to earn two million on Jeopardy like the current winner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, can't think fast enough. It takes. I gotta find it in the Rolodex. Also, there's speaking of those big planes. Did you see that we have two of the big DC-10s here at um, Mesa Gateway Airport? There's 27 in the country. And there's two of them that they've parked here because they assume we're going to need them. But they, they hold enough water to, to dump a, a pool. It's like a pool's worth, 20,000 gallons. So we have protection waiting. A couple different
1: options to help our guys on the ground. The first thing that stuck out in my mind on the 747 is you're going to have to, and it said it later in the article, a plane goes ahead and scouts out the path. Because those aren't exactly, like, nimble. <laughs> you, you've got to get lined out pretty accurately, I would think. And that does send a, a scout plane ahead to, to get you lined out on your path and, and when and where to drop.
2: Sounds like we're in good hands. Yeah.
1: Now, if you enjoy a fire, but you don't enjoy the cutting and the kindling, And the smell of fire, there's something new that came out called the hearth cabinet. I think this is great for mountain folks or people that have a cabin and still enjoy the sound and feel of a real fire. It is ventless fireplace, freestanding, doesn't require fuel, gas, electricity, or chimney, and can be put in anywhere. All you do is you drop in the safety gel cartridges, enjoy the crackle and warmth of a real flame.
2: Warmth, too. Okay. I was beginning to wonder if it got warm.
1: That's heart uh hearthcabinet.com and uh this is still chilly enough in the mountains that you could you got a mountain cabin bring that up there with you and not have to worry about getting up there and immediately start chopping unless you've got you know teenage boys that need the life lesson and then and send them out chop to away. chop away <laughs> uh had a great trip this week just before uh rosie's accident he joined us live at the tour of palo Verde nuclear power plant twice a year they refurbish one of the three generation uh, towers and we got to go inside the concrete dome and see them you know replenishing the fuel source and uh, getting it ready you know they do it three you know in the fall and in the spring so every 18 months one of the generation plants is is down and gets rebuilt and it's an absolutely amazing amazing tour and what's more interesting about it is the amount of water it takes a nuclear power plant is the same as any other coal or natural gas all they're doing is steaming water and the steam spends the turbine, that generates the electricity. So a nuclear power plant is just using uranium to steam instead of coal or natural gas. And the size of uranium, they've got uh, – so that that was the – plant back in October, the tour, and we got a tour of it there. Well, this time we went and visited the water resource department for Palo Verde that supplies that water, and it shows at the Learning Center, which is on Verado, just south of 10, the APS Learning Center now. You have to make an appointment to go there, but you can see this example that I'm going to share. If you just pull into the parking lot and go up to the front door, you'll see a big black rock. Well, that's a chunk of coal. You'll see five 55-gallon barrels of oil. And then you'll see a little plaque that has a uranium tablet that's about the size of a twenty-two bullet. And it represents this amount of uranium is equivalent to this amount of coal, is equivalent to this amount of gas. And this is what it takes to power the average home for a year. So you can go physically see... Uh, just the comparison of natural resources that are used from coal to gas to, uh, to uranium. And all the water that's used, so there's a couple things that it does. You've got the steamed water that spins the turbines. Then you've got water that cools in that, these chilling towers to keep the, the, the nuclear reaction cool. It's done underwater, and it's like 2,000 degrees in the middle, and by the time it gets to the outside, it's down to like 500. But you've got to recirculate water this whole time to keep it cool. And most of that water, it's, Palo Verde is the only nuclear power plant that's not on a body of water. All the other ones are located next to a lake, next to a river, someplace that they've got this abundant amount of water supply. So where does all the water from Palo Verde come from to keep it cool? I have no idea. Your microphone's not on for some (laughs) you have no idea. Mm
2: -hmm. No idea. Canal? Where
0: where does it come from? Where does it
1: come from? If you heard the the initial coverage of our tour, we, we answered it there. But where where does it come from?
0: It's not reclamated, is it? It is. Ah. From
1: Phoenix, yeah. Glendale, Scottsdale, Tempe, Mesa, and Tolleson, there's a water purification plant at 91st Avenue that pumps 36 miles to nuclear power plant, 10 billion gallons of water a year. When all three of those uh, towers are going, they need up to 50,000 gallons of water per minute when all three generating stations are going top speed during the summer. So is that
0: water reused over and over and over again? Or once it's used, reclamated, it's done? Once no,
1: so. once it hits Palo Verde, mm-hmm. they reuse it 15 times before it ah, goes out to the evaporation wow. ponds. That's great. It's an amazing process to see, and it's one of the largest water. So you've got the water that comes from... This 91st Avenue Center, well, they also have their own purification process they do there because the cooling water has a different standard than the steam water. You know, that steam water, you, you don't need, want any minerals in there. You don't want it. it. It's so pure, they say, you couldn't drink it. It would suck the minerals out of your body if you drank it. But they needed that pure because all those minerals help keep the turbines running. Uh, you know, the, the lack of minerals help those turbines running. Wow. Absolutely fascinating. We're going to have updated uh, an additional blog to post about that trip. And then next week we're going to the – oh, gosh, they've got so many acronyms. Where is it? The DOC, Distribution Operations Center, that is there location where they say okay this power line needs this many kilowatts down this one and we've got to send this many kilowatts okay down power all right redirect some of this energy over to texas or send this energy to california and it's where they manage that operation load because when it hits the end of the distribution lines it's it's done and they want to make sure that all the energy they're producing gets consumed it's you know why create energy that's just going to hit the end of the distribution line and disperse into the grounding, that's a a waste. So it, we get to go see the operations center where they make all those decisions on where to convert. We're very excited. We'll have a third post about that and – uh, have that updated i don't know if it'll be by next week but within the next week or two after that really really a lot of fun but if you're in the car buying to-dos on your list this weekend sanderson ford's 64th anniversary memorial day sale is happening now at sanderson ford they opened up at eight o'clock the lots open you have 64 acres of cars to go browse and find the right sanderson ford for you That's 51st Avenue south of Glendale at Maryland, and they've got a newly remodeled showroom. There's no pressure sales. You're not going to have to worry about pulling up on the lot and having 10 sales reps fighting to come to you first. You're not going to have to worry about turning your vehicle over to the dealership to do a trade-in evaluation and worry about not getting that back. Some dealerships, you know, they will have a manager that makes a decision on whether or not to give that car back based on their ability to think that sell this person that time. Not going to have to worry about it. They'll give you a fair trade in. Or you can even just shop online and then go pick it up later today. Sanderson 4. <laughs> <laughs> Was waiting for you to go me, 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 (laughs) clearing your throat. (laughs) Nine second segment in nine, we were supposed to have us, Ira Hayes. He, uh, it's a song by Johnny Cash about Ira Hamilton Hayes, born January 12th, 1923, in Sacatan, Arizona. August 26, 1942, enlisted in the Marines. December 12th, joined Company B, 3rd Parachute Battalion, Divisional Special Troops, 3rd Marine Division at Camp Elliott in California. On, uh, he is one of the people you see that historic uh, image where the, the Marines are planting the flag on top of Iwo Jima. He is the third one to the uh, from the base of the flag to the left. He's the third one there. Uh, Pima Indian, uh, and on October 25th, this is wrong on my sheet, uh, 1945, not 1995, 1945, uh, he boarded his 11th and last ship home, returning uh, to San Francisco on November 9th. He was honorably discharged on December 1st as a non-commissioned officer. Here's the question for our listener appreciation, and this is for Diamondbacks tickets against the Dodgers on June 4th. It's a text contest, so get ready to text the answer to 411923. What was his highest rank? Lieutenant, corporal, or major? You know that answer, text it in now, and between the end of this programming segment, we'll send you to the Diamondbacks as they take on the LA Dodgers.
2: So this segment, we're going to talk about National Hardware Show finds. I was there for the whole show a couple weeks ago, really enjoyed my time there, and I'm putting together some different topics. Next week, I'll have a list of Father's Day gifts ideas for you. Um, We'll kind of walk through those. But this week, I wanted to cover a booth I found that was just amazing products on personal and home security. I have to tell you, it was the first time I'd ever been on my, by myself on a business trip, and I wish I had met this company beforehand, because um, we have Sabre. They're in security, and I have David Nance on the line with us, CEO of the company. How are you this morning, David?
0: I'm doing great, Jennifer. How about yourself?
2: Good, good. How's Chicago this morning?
0: Uh, it's great. It's windy. No surprise. It's soon to be rainy, and there's a big parade outside my window here on Wacker Drive, so a lot of noise, a lot of drums, a lot of people having fun, so it's exciting.
2: That is exciting. Hey, I just wanted to introduce you to our Arizona homeowners, and you guys have products all over the board, and I thought um, it'd be best, since it's a home home improvement show, to talk about the home security pro- products that you carry first. So tell me about what you have. That would Help people keep Fant- an eye on their house.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. So we are um, we provide very reliable but very cost effective solutions to protect your home um, when away or when sleeping at night. So, for example, one of our best selling products is our door window alarm. For fourteen ninety nine, you can simply attach a a door window alarm to both your front and back door to have your main entrances covered. Those products are available at, at many of the mass merchant retailers throughout the, throughout the United States, including Home Depot. So that's probably one of our most popular products. Another one that people really like though are the ones that actually prevent entry. So there's one thing actually to try to scare off an intruder or wake you if you're sleeping, and deterring that, in, um, that burglary. But also there is there are products like our door stop alarm and our door security bar, which if they try to make entrance into your home, They will block that inward opening door from opening, and the door stop alarm. That actually sounds 120 decibel alarm, which can be heard up to 1,000 feet in every direction, which will wake you if you're sleeping, scare off that intruder, and possibly even notify your neighbors.
2: You know, David, one thing you pointed out is that people are buying these for, for one thing, I could have used it in the hotel in Vegas. I would have slept better. And then the um, Airbnbs, because... People come and go. When you go to a hotel, you're pretty sure that they have changed the lock each time. You get a key just unique to your stay, and then it changes over for the next visitor. But at Airbnb, sometimes it's just a key, and someone can make a copy. You know, you just have no guarantee that no one else has a key.
0: Even so. the owner themselves actually could uh, come in in the middle of the night, and you have no way of stopping them yeah. because they have access to that. Hey, David. Yeah, you sleep better at night
2: Hey, you hang on. I want to come back and talk about personal security, okay? Hang on. Fantastic.
3: Ira Hayes. Ira Hayes. Call him drunken Ira Hayes. He won't answer anymore. Not the Corporal was any
1: the correct answer, water water and that was actually that uh, the only right answer if you were paying attention or if you know the Marines, and it was designed to help go to either someone that knows the Ira Hay story or knows the Marine ranking. It's Veterans Weekend, and I thought, well, there's no way we can screen for a veteran in time to get them the ticket. So it was hard enough. Specifically said, he was discharged December 1st as a non-commissioned officer. Of the three options given, Corporal was the only one that's non-commissioned. So a Marine would have known that or someone familiar with the Army rankings. And if you're... Cell phone ends in 0882. You are the correct random winner. I mean, answered like that. So somebody that didn't have time to Google it or I look like it up. You know, try, and, try and get it uh, dialed in. So uh, congratulations. You'll be going and watching the Diamondbacks take on the Dodgers June 4th. It's a Tuesday. First pitches at 640.
2: So I want to f- keep talking to our guests we have online. We have David Nance of Sabre, personal and home security items. We just kind of talked through a segment, uh, David, on the home security th- items. Tell me, uh, we're, we're going to have people that are interested. Where where do we find these products?
0: You can find them at your local hardware stores, like, um, like Ace Hardware, Do It Best, uh, True Value, but also the big box retailers like your Lowe's and, and, and uh, Home Depot as well.
2: Okay. And these products we talked about are good for your home, but they're also good for traveling, some of them. So really great, great resource. And then... Home, uh,
0: apartment, dorm room, sure. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. It's um, So talking about personal security, kind of um, going that direction. And a big need is, like you just said, college. Um, you got girls going away, girls and guys, but girls are vulnerable going away to college. Um, you have the elderly who are often very vulnerable. And you have maybe sports, someone who loves to run. And that's a scenario where you can be kind of vulnerable. So tell me some of the processes or the um, products that you have, David.
0: So when it comes to protecting college students, I mean, that's a very serious issue. The assaults that are occurring on college campuses have kind of came to light in the last several years. They're increasing, they're not going down, and sexual assaults is just a big issue. So we encourage college females to carry our compact pepper gel product. It's very easy for them to carry yet it allows them protection at a safe distance if if something doesn't feel right or their attack were to ensue. The pepper gel product deploys 20% further than traditional pepper spray. It's available in a small keychain size. It sprays up to 12 feet. And Sabre is the same product that's being used by law enforcement agencies globally. So it's what Phoenix PD, Maricopa County, Arizona Department of Public Safety, they all use the Sabre product as it's Provides great stopping power. It also provides that safety at a distance, which is what you want. You don't want to have to go hands-on with with a potential threat.
2: And putting it in that gel makes it go farther, plus it keeps it from blowing back on you or something else that you don't want to hit. It's much more of a target, right?
0: Exactly right. It only affects the target, and that's why it's so popular on college campuses. So it'll only affect that one individual, not anyone else in the immediate area.
2: The second product I'd like to talk about is um, the taser, because that's not quite as easy as it sounds. For one thing, someone has to be really close to you, so you'd rather stop them before they got that close. And um, so do you recommend those? Right.
0: So with stun guns, stun guns are very popular. Um, They're an inexpensive item that uh, provides um, a lot of pain when you actually touch someone, but they're also quite intimidating with the sound and the spark that jumps from probe to probe. Taser is the is is actual brand name of a product that deploys two probes up to 21 feet used by law enforcement. They're actually in your area in Scottsdale, I believe. Uh, great product used by law enforcement, but more popular probably on the consumer side is, is, are the stun gun products. But that you brought up the disadvantage of those products. Unlike the Taser, you actually have to touch the individual with a stun gun. Some people like the, like the idea of the loud sound, the intimidation of that product. I recommend pepper spray or pepper gel products over a stun gun always because with the pepper gel and spray, you can protect yourself against multiple threats at the same time at a at a distance. Whereas with the stun gun, you have to touch each individual and it, it makes it nearly impossible to protect yourself against more than one person at a given time. And if their arm reaches longer than yours, that also puts you at a disadvantage with the stun gun.
2: Oh, good thought. Hey, David, thanks for joining us this morning and enlightening our homeowners as things that they can get to help keep their home and their person safe. Thanks for joining us.
0: Absolutely. Have a great day. Thank you.
2: You too.
1: Yeah, pepper spray is good, especially on college campuses where you're in. A lot of them are gun-free zones. Um, Is it 18 or 21 you have to be to have a handgun in Arizona? I can't remember. And, And it may have changed. I just remember Mark Salem always joking about he could buy a handgun when he was a cop, but not the ammo for it. Because he was too young to buy the ammo, but he was old enough to buy. There's like the the age to buy uh, handgun and the age to buy ammo didn't line up at the time he was a cop. So even though he was a police, he'd have to have daddy would have to go buy his ammo.
2: Well, and that, that with a with a gun too, you know, you have the chance of it being taken from you, and these are. These products can hurt you but you would survive. And um I know an elderly lady who really wants a gun, but I'm concerned more about them getting away from her. So these are great options if you're out and about.
1: If your hand wasn't strong enough to hold it after the recoil, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. a person needs to be twenty one years or older for a handgun. Okay. Purchase. So
2: these are great options for elderly, college, car, and they, they're easy to carry. They look like, you know, a little keychain.
1: Our weekly to-do has to do with emergency preparedness, and we've got great resources at rosieonthehouse.com. When you click on Do-It-Yourself Database, just select the category, and it's broken down into 10 different topics. And one in particular today uh, we were going to talk about is building your own bug out or what we call get-home bag. And this is if, uh, like right now, there's the uh, fire or flood would be the two things I'm aware of that... People have evacuated for in Arizona. Uh, Oak Creek's been evacuated for flood warnings before. Um, I don't know that anyone's being evacuated from the Dove Fire. I, the first thing I saw said looked like it was out, but then on the newsroom outside it said it was only 15% contained. So I don't know, but well,
2: well I think one of the things that happened to people in Arizona is it gets stranded on the highway. You know, especially in the summertime, mm-hmm. when an accident happens, in our we have just like that one main artery out of every direction. So if you were to get stuck on a road. So
1: that's why I call it the bug out or get home bag. And Mm -hmm. it's always in the truck. So whether you needed to evacuate the home, you've got it with you and you can just get in and go and you've got all your essentials. Or if you were stuck on the freeway, throw it on your back, leave your truck and, and get home because the last place you'd want to be if there was a complete gridlock and you knew you weren't going to be moving, I'd... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Welcome. <Walk> <laughs> I'd ditch my truck in a heartbeat to get home if if it was stuck on a gridlock with, you know, how many other hundreds of thousands of people on that freeway. Put that backpack on, jump over the uh, fence, and start heading home. So that's at rosieonthehouse.com. You just use the keyword emergency preparedness and that'll take you to the building your own or bug out bag and then you've got links down there and it's broken down to categories water food clothing shelter uh basic first aid hygiene navigation transportation uh, defense and uh packing equipment because the bat, the packing equipment itself is weight and the proper layout and design and and usability
2: that's a great resource you put a lot of time into that so if you're interested in that just check out the website
1: now, something else that we prepare for once a year is lightning protection. When we're talking about emergency preparedness, if we have a natural disaster we can count on every year, is lightning striking somewhere. And we can avoid that striking our home by simply installing air terminals. And our lightning <clears> guy, <throat> Bob Ross, uh, from Apache Junction, is joining us on the line. Welcome back, Bob. Thanks a lot, Romy. And I always get a kick out of the stats, and I, but I'll let you run through them. Just lightning facts.
3: Well, lightning facts is um, Arizona is number two in the the United States for lightning strikes. Florida is number one. So, um, you know, it is pretty important. And the reason why people think they're seeing more is because a long time ago, this was mostly desert, and a lot of the lightning strikes would just strike out in the desert. But since we've been putting so many subdivisions in, there's a lot more targets for lightning uh, to hit. And
1: how do we deter that?
3: Well, um, we put air terminals uh, on the roof and we put a grid wire through it and then we uh, put ground rods in. So if the lightning does strike, it it just goes back into the ground. Lightning, like anything else, goes in the path of least resistance. So we give it that path. So when it does strike, you know, it'll move real quick and it'll just discharge into the ground. Otherwise... What happens is with the with the fire, is that it'll side flash. Which, if it's hitting something, it'll go to something else, like your ductwork, piping, anything that's good to ground. So the side flash, and that side flash will cause a fire.
1: And when that side flash happens, that heat that's generated from that side flash is how hot?
3: I don't, I'm not sure, <laughs> but I know it's over <laughs> a thousand degrees. Well,
1: I, I <laughs> thought I remembered from last time, twice the temperature of the sun. Yes. That's right. So, however, the hot, right. hot, the, however hot the sun is, times two. Uh, am yeah. I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to
3: be the one to figure that out.
0: That'll burn your s'mores. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
3: and, and like you know, and, and the lightning protection, the, the air terminals on a roof. People think it's going to be a, a real large uh, rod, but it isn't. They're only about 12 inches, and usually from the ground, it's really hard to see.
1: And it's copper. And it's one of those yeah, things well, that you don't have to uh, – mm-hmm. it's, it's like it in the long – on the time frame, it's the cheapest insurance you can buy for your house because you only have to buy it once.
3: Yes. And actually, we've been using aluminum, which is the same, but the uh, aluminum right now is a lot less expensive than copper. Oh,
1: it was copper when you helped me install it on my home, and what was that, oh, yeah. 04?
3: So, yeah. And so, th- th- that, that's the thing. There's no maintenance there's nothing you have to do once it's up it's up
1: now there's and, a, uh, <clears throat> go ahead there's part 2 to lightning protection is uh, mm-hmm. what if it strikes let's say a transformer or Uh, You get a surge coming from down your power line. That surge into your home, I don't know that there's ever been a recorded fire from that. But everything that's plugged in that uses power, when that surge of power comes in, it can break down the life of that equipment or short circuit. And you think about how much money you have invested in electronics and phones and computers and refrigerator and air conditioning system. And we can help maintain the level of energy that comes into our home with a surge protector.
3: Correct. You know, <clears throat> many years ago, these old uh, washing machines and stuff, you can hit them with a hand grenade and they won't, <laughs> nothing will happen. But now do don't make them state. like
1: they used to, <laughs> you
3: know, you don't, but now it's solid state. So it, it is pretty critical because they, uh, they can't take any type of surge. So, um, well, that's what we do is put a whole house surge protector on your panel, and then we put one on your cable TV or on your telephones, and um, that'll stop anything from coming in. E- even if you had a real good electric meter, you watch your, uh, if you put it, you know, if you put it on, say, 220 across your uh, electrical panel, you'll notice that meter moving all the time because, you know, they're shedding loads and not shedding loads so what will happen is uh, eventually all the solid state stuff um, and this I can't prove but that's what they say that uh, it can extend the life about uh, 40% because it's it doesn't go up and uh, over a certain peak so if you had a real good meter you'd see it and if you put that surge protector on that needle wouldn't be moving anymore
1: and both of them relatively uh, inexpensive when we look at the investment that we have in our home, when we look at the investment that we have in uh, the power-using appliances and electronics. A surge protector that covers the, uh, the power and the phone lines and the Internet line coming
3: into your home is uh, how much? Well, a complete kit's about 400 Actually, if you go to the website, we're, we're, we will be changing it. We found another manufacturer for a surge. And um, they have a lot other good stuff. So um, if you go on our website, it's going to be the old surge, but it's basically the same. We'll probably get that up and running next week once we get all the specs on the other surge protection. And but then- it's, it's, it will average around $400. And I'd say the average home for lightning protection, say like a 1,600-square-foot home, Ranges around $1,500, $1,600.
1: And that price is determined uh, on how the roof layout is. If we've got ridges, peaks, uh, you know, there's a, an equation on how to m- properly right. do the peaks. And you've got mm-hmm. to put a lightning rod every 25 feet, do I
3: remember correctly?
1: Uh, every 20. Every 20. <laughs> so it's just a matter of how your roof layout is will determine the right. cost. Flat
3: roofs are a little bit more because um, you have to put them all around a parapet. Uh, you know, peak roofs are less, um, but that has to be all figured in.
1: And on a flat roof, if there's an air conditioning unit in the middle or an evaporative cooler, you've got to then put units on top of a uh, or, or lightning rod on top of that as
3: well. Yes. Anything uh, that's connected ground, if it's above the roof, we, we do have to do it. Vap coolers are important. You just think about an evap cooler. I mean, that's water. And uh, you know, an electric up there. I mean, that's just calling for the lightning to hit.
1: And somebody texted and want to know: uh, Are your products UL certified? And absolutely,
3: yes, yeah. That's why yeah we moved to um, we're using a, a dietech now, a manufacturer, and um, they have it's all UL approved. Bob. And uh, we're we'll just we're going to have some extra different things for what's you know there are just so many things changing in homes now with. With uh, smartphones and all the other stuff. So we just had a better variety there.
1: Bob Ross, Lightning Busters, lightningbusters.com. A phone number, real quick, for anybody that uh, has a pin ready for all of our listeners that don't, don't use
3: the internet machine 480 229 2646.
1: The Arizona State Forestry Department's listening this morning. How do you know? Well, I said I don't know the update of the Dove Fire, and immediately afterwards, they tweeted an update on the Dove Fire. Firefighters worked overnight, can, uh, cut it, conducting back burn ops. Back, oh, back so, burning. Yep, exactly.
2: So it won't come to your house.
1: It increased the fire to 1,200 acres, but they were able to get that done down to 30 percent contained. And that area that it's in, it's going to hit a freeway. It would likely ever jump over. But it's not like we want any more burn than we mm-hmm. can. So, uh, Glad they've got that under control and getting it cut down. This is the third or fourth fire we've had around Whitman just this year. Two or three out at uh, Whispering Ranch, and now this one.
2: I saw one on Anthem, too. Just not too far from the houses. so.
1: And cause of this fire still under investigation. I don't know about the Anthem Fire, but I know everything out in uh, Whitman, Whispering Ranch was all, you know, just stupid people stuff.
2: And our blog this week has some nice tips on how to protect your home. So be sure you read the article. It tells you uh, from everything from building products to landscaping practices.
1: That went out in our weekly email newsletter. You can subscribe to by... Uh, signing up at rosieonthehouse.com. At the bottom of the page, you'll just see the newsletter sign up, enter your email. We don't ask for anything more than that. Uh, We don't data mine you. We don't sell that information. We just let you know every Thursday what's coming up in the broadcast and a lot of the listener giveaways we do, uh, we run through the newsletter as well. This was one I had saved for the 8 o'clock hour, uh, but wanted to mention because it's the last Sunday tomorrow at Saguaro West in Tucson, is the last cooking with prickly pear class that they're giving they've had it every sunday in may fees do apply i don't know what that is uh but you can go to national parks service and look that up prickly pear cooking we will have an abundant amount i think after all the rain we had this year both prickly pear and mesquite beans I'm excited. Me too. I was happy to read this article. New cameras getting installed, high definition cameras that can help identify the license plates of people that are illegally dumping, and they plan to put up ten more sets. There's nothing I hate more than people that just dump their trash. It and blows my mind. I, I we have
2: such great trash pickup that pick it up right at your curb. Oh, I and saw they, somebody go
1: past my uh, down my street in a. It was a Dodge white Dodge with a blue stripe down the middle, about the 90s model when they first came out with the new design, and had a bunch of furniture in the back. I thought, there's nobody that lives down there. I bet that SOB is going to go dump that. 20 minutes later, saw him come back. We mm-hmm. ran out, got his license plate, sent it in to uh, a, I think it's uh, keepphoenixbeautiful.org? I, I should have looked that up, but uh, sent it in and report him. There's a for illegal dumping, there is a uh, twenty five hundred dollar fine. So I hope they have to pay every amount of that. There's uh, waste management in the city fill yards. I mean, for less than a hundred bucks. And and if you're a city of Phoenix resident, you bring your water bill in to the dump yard. You can dump up to two thousand pounds free. And I know this guy probably didn't have uh, you know, three hundred pounds of junk that just went out there and kicked in the desert. Gosh, it drives me. Another great story, the Arizona Register of Contractors reported Phoenix Police arrested Victor Omar, who collected over $100,000 in uncompleted pool and landscape projects in the Buckeye area. You've got that punk in jail. Great to hear that. We've got a great broadcast coming up next hour on building sustainable. What does it take to build a home that could sustain a fire, sustain a flood, sustain, fill in the blank? That's all coming up here on the House Hour, 10 o'clock.